0: We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Breathing Underwater. My name is Margot. I'm your host. You are listening to episode 14, and 14 is probably my favorite number. It's at least one of my favorite numbers, if not my favorite. Right now, it's my favorite because it's playing a pretty powerful role in my life. God gave me this number in the last six months or so, and I have been really holding on to it to name my season and help orient and keep me grounded in what God is doing in my life. And interestingly, it's really hard for me to say this, but I think that today's episode is my favorite so far for reasons that you will find out very soon. But let me tell you firstly what 14 means. If you remember episode seven, we talked about the meaning of seven and seven means spiritual completion, spiritual perfection and rest. And so 14 is the double of that. So first and foremost, it's going to be double spiritual perfection, double spiritual completion. It also means release or deliverance and God's oath that his word and his purposes stand firm. This double of perfection and completion is really this emphasis of his purposes standing firm. It's like established. In today's episode, I get the honor of interpreting a dream with my friend, Heather. She and I went into this without any idea of what the interpretation of this dream was. And the Holy Spirit unveiled it to us during the interpretation time, which you're going to see. She and I are both interpreters and spend a good amount of time doing this. And we read over the dream beforehand and both just said, you know, what? we're both, we're both pretty stumped. Let's just push play record. Let's just push record and see what happens. And I get emotional even thinking about it. The message that God brought out of this dream is so very personal to me and also to Heather. And at the very core of my calling and my message, it just feels so powerful and kind of God to release this revelation to you through her, through us. It feels so kind to us as well to just make it very clear that he wants this to be talked about. And you can't argue with an interpretation of a dream. You can't argue with his voice in this. It's like, wow, this is definitely what you're saying. And this revelation is something I have carried for some time and is very important and precious to me. It is uh, absolutely a pillar in my spiritual house. The fact that it is brought out into the open today is just a gift and an honor and Really, a holy moment, a really reverent moment. So, because of that, I had Heather just pray for us at the end of this episode. And so, we just end with her prayer. It felt like it needed nothing else (laughs) but just a period on what we talked about today. So, you're not going to have the same outro. You're not going to hear the music. I'm not going to wish you a happy dreaming moment. We're just going to end with. The powerful and fiery prayer that she releases. So go ahead and get comfortable and just open your heart and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let Him challenge you. Let Him reveal to you what He wants to reveal to you through this. This is God's heart and His passion for His people. So I will bid you adieu and enjoy episode 14. I am here. With my friend Heather today, and I am so excited about it because this woman, God has brought us together for a purpose. I would say probably more purposes than we know. She and I met in a dream class last year, and we started a dream club, <coughs> which you've heard me talk about before. We definitely have a club. Would you call it a club?
1: Definitely a club.
0: <laughs> I call it. Used to call it a group, and then I'm like, club sounds cooler. Kind of like Babysitters Club. I was thinking the same thing. I bet. We're of that generation. Mm -hmm. Baby Club was really cool. If you don't know what I'm talking about, well, I feel sad for you. Anyways, so it's really going to be a treat for me and for all of you to hear her dream today. She shared a little bit of the dream. We're both kind of stumped, so this might be an interesting episode. Really just (laughs) following the Holy Spirit. But before we jump into that, Heather, thank you so much for being here. I know this is a little risky for you. She doesn't always love being on the microphone, but she's doing this for the good <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from and I'd love to hear a little bit of your dream history with prophetic dreaming and hearing God's voice whatever
1: sure okay so I am from Southern California oh I miss the ocean so much mm. but anyway um, that's real <laughs> and um, I grew up dreaming but not dreaming good dreams I drew up, I grew up dreaming um, having a lot of nightmares. I was really afraid of the dark. I would see things in my room, and um, but my family had no grid for it, so yep. they didn't. There was no like wisdom or training that they could give me. Yep. And I was always really afraid to go to sleep, mm-hmm. and um, so it was a it was a time of terror. It was a time that I I um, did not look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dreaded the nights. Um, and it wasn't until. I came to a school mm-hmm. that I got a prophetic word mm-hmm. that I would have prophetic dreams at night and then I realized I started paying attention to my dreams and I realized it was true and um, there were tons of dreams with uh, strategies and insight that I had never tapped into before I think I didn't realize it until uh, we were in that dream group mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and I started to Uh, I started to learn the language of God the symbolic language Mm -hmm. and then it was really clear yes God actually not only was he speaking to me then in dreams but actually he had been speaking to me in dreams um, for a long time and I remember sitting in that class the very first the very first time we had um, someone training us Mm -hmm. and getting an interpretation for a dream I had 10 years before that whoa It was huge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it changed
0: everything. So you had been recording them somehow, even though you didn't totally know that God was speaking through them?
1: Yeah, I think after that word that I got, I just started to be intentional about recording them.
0: Okay, but the one from 10 years earlier, you had had that written down somewhere? Maybe. Or you just remembered it, I honestly
1: can't remember. I remember
0: sharing it with many
1: people. Interesting. And I remember them telling me, oh, that's just a you know, demonic dream, you know, just flush it and <sighs> it it just stayed with me. I tried to, I tried to just, you know, disregard it, but I knew that there, there was something there. Wow. Mhm. I feel God. And actually you guys uh, helped me interpret that dream.
0: I remember that mm-hmm. one, I think now that I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> We're making eye contact. That one. That one. Wah. Wow. Mhm. I didn't realize that you didn't really start stewarding this until a couple years ago, three years ago, or so, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Because mm-hmm. you're just you feel like such a pro at it to mm. me. It's obviously a gift. Do you remember when you were little? Did it did it shift where you stopped dreaming, or you just stopped having nightmares, or was it that way until three years ago?
1: I think it stayed a long time. Um, it definitely when I was uh when I was young, and then. I grew up in a Christian home, um, but when I was in college, I ran away, mm. and I remember the nighttime would be mm. the scariest time for me mm-hmm. um, because of the dreams, because of, uh, I was seeing things again, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't realize I just, I had run away from God, and I had no like covering, um, but when I came back to the Lord, um, I think I stopped being as afraid, mm-hmm. but actually, I was afraid of the dark until more recently.
0: Wow seemingly for good reason Mm -hmm. because you were being tormented as a kid yeah I've heard that oftentimes people with the seeing gift have especially tormenting dreams as children and I I believe that you have that is there any advice you would give parents or people who are having nightmares right now who are wanting to shift it or feeling frustrated about that
1: yeah absolutely I think especially just for kids um Mm. my kids you know, we'll have nightmares, too. And um, I think it's it's about asking God, like, first of all, being connected to God and just asking him what he's doing. Yeah. So whether it's, like, seeing something in the room or um, or in a dream, um, just asking God, like, well, what is what is your plan? Because that's the plan mm. that gets to stand. That's, that's a thing of substance. Yep. Yeah, and so just, like, that shift in focus because it, it just mm. wants your attention. And um, if we don't know what God is doing, we're going to give – whatever that thing is, the attention that it does not deserve. Yep. Um, I would say for things in the room, um, my, sometimes I'll just come alongside with, mm. my, with my kids, especially my youngest, and we'll just worship and we'll mm. pray and we'll just focus our faces on God. And, um, and often that's all it takes. Yeah. Just that Change worship. of
0: focus. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that's really good wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing that. I just have this feeling that there's more people than we know. who are breaking out of that cycle and Mm -hmm. don't even know what to do, especially with their kids. And when she was saying even in the room, that's if your kids are seeing stuff in the room. They have a seeing gift. So they might be seeing, you know, something in their closet or under their bed or they might be seeing demonic spirits in their room. And that's actually not something to be afraid of, but just to step in and teach them authority in, which is what I'm hearing Heather say. And actually shifting that to say, okay, the demonic realm is showing us what they're doing. But God, what are you doing? Okay, without further ado, we're going to jump into this dream. Holy Spirit, come. (laughs) Holy Spirit, help us. So I'm going to have you just go ahead and read it front to back. And then we'll do the questions. We're very familiar with this. We do this together all the time. So welcome to our process.
1: (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, so I had this dream April 2nd. 2022 and i titled it baby factory Uh, when i when i was dreaming i felt disturbed and scared Mm. Um, so here i will begin i dreamt that i was living in a little house and i ran away on a horse and then i was a child Mm. then i was living with other people in an apartment i had a baby a bell was going off and we were trying to decide if we should evacuate into the hallway, but it didn't seem urgent and I didn't wanna wake the baby. One of my roommates went to the room the baby was sleeping in and I followed her. Even though she was trying to be quiet, she woke the baby. Hmm. So then the scene changed in my dream and I was with some friends who decided to go to a baby factory where they could become pregnant. I was with both men and women We had to take a shower first and other people could, they could see us and the people I was with, they didn't seem to care, but I felt uncomfortable and I kept a towel around me
2: Mm.
1: and we reached the office after that and they gave us some rules. No taking the baby out for curiosity or science and a few other things. There was a big sign that said $6,000 with other numbers in the last three digits. They didn't mention that to us. I told my friends and they dismissed it. I walked through many beds and a bed that looked like a ping pong table. Mm. It was like a factory in a big open building. I was uneasy and I wanted out. I ran out of the factory past the front desk and I told them I didn't want to do it. A woman wiped my neck with something like you would before a shot. She held a syringe. I was afraid of what was in the syringe, and I ran away down something that looked like a gigantic lazy Susan that was cluttered with stuff. Hmm. She finally caught me after much running and injected me with the contents of the syringe. She said it was for something harmless, but I wasn't sure if I believed her. I passed through many people who had either been or were going to the baby factory. At this point, most of them were men. The ones who had finished looked out of it like they were drugged or vacant. Even some were passed out, being dropped off on strange strange elevators. I passed through some men in a room. Somehow I was inside the room with them. One man was spraying cologne and the other man egged him on as he prepared for the factory, Mm. like some kind of macho thing. Mm. Some of the spray Mm. got on me and I was disgusted. I came to a freeway and just wanted to get away. I was to try, I was trying to determine where to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was the end.
0: Whew. Man, this is a doozy. <laughs> but so good. I think we can both feel that there's really revelation in this. Okay. So <clears throat> I was taking notes and kind of wrote down some of the key things that stood out to me. But first of all, I'm just going to ask you the questions for continuity's sake that I always try to ask. We already have the title and the name and the emotions. I'm sorry, the date and the title and the emotions. Would you say this this dream is about you? Your I life? I don't you. think so. Okay. You were interacting with others in it, but it doesn't feel like it's solely about you. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, what area of life, your life or other... Others' lives or, yeah, I guess just life in general, would you say that this is speaking to?
1: I think maybe dreams and desires.
0: Ah, because of the babies. Maybe. Smart. Cool. Um, I'm just trying to think through, were there any, like, themes that were repeated? Mm, I'll have to think about that. I recognize that you started in a house and then you went to an apartment, which to me just, just is... An indicator of like a transition into a transitional space. Apartments feel more transitional, mm-hmm. even if, you know, some people live in those, but I think they represent something more transitional and communal. Um, and then the factory, which is another big building, and I would assume it was huge. Do you remember?
1: I think it was, yeah, it was big. It was a big factory, and it had an open ceiling. It was like Whoa. open. Oh, mm-hmm. no roof. No roof. Okay, but it was like a warehouse.
0: Okay. So why don't you go ahead and tell me the things that stuck out to you the most in the dream?
1: Yeah. So the baby, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Your baby. My baby. Uh huh. I had a baby. Yep. Before I ever went to the baby factory, I already had a baby. Yep. So there were quite a few things: the little house in the first, mm-hmm. um, the horse. Yeah, the horse that I ran away on, yep. and that I was a child. And then the apartment in the next uh scene and a baby the bell actually is now standing out to me it did the alarm stand out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the alarm it yep. didn't stand out to me before but it is now yep um and waking the baby I have, i'm so curious what that means hmm. um of course the baby factory oh and here i have not been underlining as much um, definitely the $6,000. Yes. Stood out to me. Yes. The ping pong tables. Yes. Stood out to me. Same. My neck. Yep. And the syringe. Yep. The lazy Susan. Me too. Also standing out to me. Yes. Um, and I think the men. Yep. With a spray. Uh, and then the freeway at the end.
0: Okay, so we wrote down the exact same things. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We're in tune. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes, God. Yes, God. Okay holy spirit what do we start with if this is not speaking to your life that's going to change it some Mm -hmm. but the fact that you had a baby usually when i dream of i'm i have a baby or someone else has a baby it's um a promise or a gift or something that's just been birthed right that you're caring for does it feel like that was what that represented to you definitely okay and so you were protecting that Mm -hmm. and an alarm went off and it was time to go and someone woke the baby so that you guys were both leaving.
1: I don't know if it was time to go I think we were trying to figure out if you know what kind of alarm is this and it I I remember writing it didn't feel urgent so I was kind of like waiting it out and in the waiting someone went in and woke the baby up
0: got it If we're thinking of baby in the way of promise, or ministry, or gift, or something like that, do you have any idea what that would be pointing to? Maybe, um...
1: Maybe, like, the timing thing. Mm. Like, not quite ready, mm-hmm. or... Um,
0: like, it, because it's sleeping?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe something that, like, needs more time. Mm. And... I don't Ooh. know.
0: And this alarm, you're thinking this isn't urgent. So let's kind of not heed it. Let's just see if the baby keeps sleeping.
1: Yeah, and let's see actually like let's see what if like if this is a big deal or not.
0: Got it. I like it. Okay, the baby factory. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't feel anything positive on this. Do you? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like definitely let's just not. Be on the same page here. That feels a little bit dark. Mm-hmm. Um, you had initially said this is a place where people who want to get pregnant go, mm-hmm. but then there were actually already birthed babies there that people would come and get or something.
1: Yeah, I got the I got the impression that you went and you like picked up a baby uh-huh. from there. But it was so interesting too because men and women, yeah, were there.
0: Yeah. So it wasn't like, come here to get impregnated. It was like, come to get a baby.
1: That was, that's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, that's what I was sensing too. I just wanted to make sure I was getting that. Um, what do you think those babies represent? Do you have a sense?
1: Um, yeah, maybe a little bit. Just like taking promises, you know, for yourself. Like, instead mm. of waiting, mm. I, I feel like it's like a fleshly response wow. to the promises Wow. That you're gonna just go and make it happen,
0: wow, wow,
1: and maybe I mean, with that baby, maybe not not letting not waiting on the timing mm-hmm. right in the in that first part mm-hmm. instead of waiting on the timing, like just kind of taking it into your own hands mm. and laying hands on on the promises that are actually not ready to be released. Whew.
0: And that are God to bring, mm-hmm. gods to bring to pass. Exactly. It does make sense because there was an alarm telling you, hurry up or get mm-hmm. out or something. Oh,
1: that's so good. Yeah,
0: right? And you were like, eh. But all these other people seemed to not want to wait.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there were manufactured babies or a factory of babies, which, you know, leads meat with a factory. It's a place where something is like rapidly reproduced.
1: Mass production. Mass
0: produced. Interesting. Okay. The men and women both being there, did you get any sense about the men who were in there? Did you have a discernment about that?
1: Not until um, when I got out of the factory. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think I really, I just noticed that there were men and women.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So what do you think, what is your discernment on the men that were in there? Did it feel like, a certain kind of man or do you have anything That's there?
1: That's a really good question. Let me look at my notes and see if yeah, I Yeah, totally.
0: And I mean, we're we're just fishing around with the questions right now because we're asking and waiting on Holy Spirit.
1: I, I just I, – so I don't have a, a sense of the men, but I just remember like an excitement. Like it's like, okay, we're going to go to this factory and there's like so much excitement. Mm. Um, and I, I almost want to say – what the thing that comes to mind is marriage.
0: Ah. Ah. <laughs> I think you nailed it.
2: Ooh.
0: And you know I got a couple things to say on the topic, <laughs> but we will not let Margot get on her soapbox. Wow. So those who don't want to wait going and making something happen mm-hmm. before it's time. Oh man. Yeah, that's definitely it. I even am just having this picture of the man, the men who were drugged once right. they were in there because there's definitely a spirit mm-hmm. behind that.
2: Mm.
0: I think that I would know what I would name that spirit. <laughs> um, but I have experience seeing this too, and I wonder if you have as well, just this kind of um, pressure or desire or fleshly lie that I have to just make this happen and I need to hurry up and my time is running out and just take what you can get and not actually waiting for the Lord and and even on the other side there being from the partner or maybe just a spirit involved where there's actually like a seduction of sorts into that
1: absolutely it actually reminds me of uh, the garden Mm. I think about Mm. um, I've had so many friends who, um, you know, long for the promise, long for it to be now. And they're, you know, they're wondering, like, oh, did I miss it? And did I, you know, am I doing something wrong? And I always think back to the garden and I think about Eve and I think about the way that the serpent Um, seduced her right and and the lie that god doesn't have the best for her and that actually she needs to lay hold of the best thing that she thought was the best and it led to life but she passed it on or led to death and she passed it on to adam yeah that's definitely what comes to
0: mind yeah just even thinking of adam and even this original design and that woman came from the side of Adam and that they were once one and then they were two and then they came back together again. And Adam was asleep while he was creating Eve. So God was alone with Eve for a period of time while he was preparing her or just growing intimacy with her himself. And he was asleep until he woke him up. And when he woke him up, he immediately recognized, like this is bone of my bone and Mm -hmm. flesh of my flesh. And I just so strongly believe that this is how God designed it and that we actually have the experience of bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh if we will wait Mm -hmm. and we will discern and we will honor who we really are, not try to be someone else so that we can get a mate or try to make something fit into something, but actually just trust God to bring the mate that he knows we were designed to run with.
1: Absolutely like um for women it's like the way that they dress the way that they walk the yep. way that they talk the yep. way that they um you know laugh at the jokes and you know seem so engaged but actually it's a lie mm. it's completely a lie and the way that we even adjust ourselves to to um fit what we think that man wants yep and we are willing to sell ourselves out yep um to like fit in and to be chosen and then you're stuck after that
0: Yep. And the enemy is so happy because then we're not able to really come into the fullness of who we're meant to be. Absolutely. I mean, I have so many more thoughts on this and I really feel the Lord on this topic. And I'm just going to say this for any of you men or women who are still waiting. I am one of those people. And this is something that I took into my own hands Or, you know, my teen years and my 20s. And then it was very clear. I had a come to Jesus moment where he was like, you know what I have promised you? I have promised you the best. Will you wait for it? And I had a re-ante in. (laughs) And I said, yes, I will. And that was a long time ago. (laughs) And it's been a challenging road. But he continues to say, Margo, I have the best for you. And when you wait for my best... (laughs) Your partnership is going to go so much further and be so much more beautiful and so much more satisfying. I actually have the desire to put a mantle on a couple, not just on a person, but on two lives surrendered to go the same way. You know, you can actually be unequally yoked and married to a Christian. (laughs) The old thought is like, oh, as long as they're a Christian. Okay, no. Not as long as they are a Christian. And I, I'm sure some of you are even nodding with me right now because you've been in relationships with a Christian on the, who, who is not equally yoked to you. There is a purpose and a plan for your life and a calling on your life that God is strategically going to bring you partnership for, for your delight and fulfillment and for his glory. And I think it's so easy to get into wrong relationships. And that is one of the ways that the enemy will keep us tethered to codependency, and trying to keep that thing afloat and to just try harder and work harder and if I just sacrifice more because you know marriage is all about sacrifice so if I just sacrifice more which turns into I'm sacrificing who I am I'm sacrificing my convictions I'm sacrificing my inner knowing and my intuition I'm sacrificing the calling on my life to stay in this codependent space If we can get stuck in that, that is one of the hardest things to get out of, and it takes the brave. It takes the brave, and I'm seeing a a sweeping move of God right now that is actually entering into false relationships and covenants that threaten his plan and the call on people's lives, the ones that are, you know, demonically charged, all of that, and he's making it right, and he's bringing restoration, and I just feel really grateful that God is speaking even through this dream about this. And this gives a whole nother perspective. And I think we just unlocked what's going to unfold the rest of it.
1: Absolutely. Do you have
0: anything more you want to say on that before we go back to the dream?
1: Um, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Definitely went after um, what was not God's um, God's partnership. And um, I, I can see my part in it. I can see the ways that I, I flirted or the ways that, like, even when he told me no, even when he said, like, this is not it, I want you to break things off. And then I would just be so easily pulled back in because I wanted to be married so badly. I yeah. wanted that. I yeah. wanted that. Like, it, being a mom and being a wife being a wife than a mom, um, was so important to me. It was, it was my dream. It was, it was actually the one thing I wanted more than anything else. I actually didn't have a lot of dreams for my life, Mm. but that was the one I, I knew I wanted to be a wife and I wanted to be a mom and, um, yeah. And so when God said, break it off, I didn't break it off and it cost me a lot. Yeah. And, oh gosh. I don't, I'm like, oh, the other symbols make so much sense now. It's all
0: becoming clear.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cost was high. I didn't realize, like, the cost of it um, on waiting on God's timing or even just not taking things into my own hands. You know, there's so much that we can do that we – it's, like, so sly. It's, like, where we feel like we're waiting but we're not actually waiting. Um, and it looks like laying it down in the altar. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like watching the fire hit the altar and watching your dreams burn like that's what the waiting looks like it looks like not not like keeping it on the back burner so that like maybe you could pull it out later. Yeah.
0: That's so well said and um, it's so true. I mean, I was in similar relationships before I re-upped my okay to wait. And of course, you know, you're like, I'm going to wait. And then you think it's going to be like two or three years. And for some mm-hmm. people it is. It For some people it is. Every story is different. But my, it's been 14 for me since I re-anteed in with the Lord, 13. Wow. Um. And it is very costly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yet a really worthy cost.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think I've had a lot of friends or family members who haven't really understood. I've had a lot who have, and I've had a lot who haven't too. And comments about, oh, but God doesn't want you to wait. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be fulfilled. When are you going to go and get married? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? You know, and, and their their heart is for you to be happy. But that is worldly wisdom. That is fleshly wisdom. And that is partnering with the agenda that is not of the Lord. And I remember having a conversation with a woman once who was like, God doesn't want you to wait? Like, that." I don't think this is him. And I just said, have you ever read the Bible? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I felt like, let's just talk about the Old Testament mm-hmm. real quick. Let's just, I mean, the New Testament too. Let's just talk about the trials. Let's just talk about the sacrifice. Let's just talk about... How long Abraham and Sarah waited? How long Hannah waited? I mean, there's so many more stories. Let's talk about Hagar. Let's talk about taking things into your yeah. own ha- hands and birthing an Ishmael. That, of course, God can use and works with, but caused some problems. So it's just you are spot on, head, and it's it's validating to me as well because to stay to stay in that posture of sacrifice. And I, I don't even mean it in the way of like, I'm living my life, just carrying my cross. You know, mm-hmm. not even that. It's such a, it's such an honor to yield everything mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. him. And there is a cost to it. Yeah. But he's worthy of it all.
1: Yes, he is. So worth it. He is so worth it. He
0: is so worthy mm-hmm. of it all. And and when we feel like he's not worth it, it's because we don't have the right picture of his character. Oh. And the more, and I've had those moments, let me just tell you, I have had a lot of snotting moments on the carpet being like, this is not worth it anymore. <laughs> because in my story, there's been some, some pretty hard things in that arena that have gone down as well. And I've just known that, that God is like, I am redeeming all and your marriage and your story is going to impact the world
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the way that you asked me for. And you're just going through the fire. Mm-hmm. And the enemy is over this and after this because it matters so much. Our marriages matter. These partnerships matter. Thank you for being brave and actually just telling a little bit of your story. I've been walking with Heather through some of this and it is stunning Mm. to see her surrender to the Lord and stunning to see his fierce faithfulness towards you Mm. and to smell the fragrance (laughs) of the purity and the sacredness that you have attributed to this the rest of the symbols now (laughs) Mm -hmm. that are like oh that makes sense i think you're probably talking two to the six thousand dollars right you get uh uh-huh you get there and you didn't actually no one knew oh this Mm -hmm. is gonna be six thousand dollars and then you get there and you realize the cost oh snap now we're in this and we're stuck
1: absolutely and 6 is often a number of you know not being complete it's it's incomplete it's it's of the flesh works of
0: the flesh mm-hmm. wow
1: yeah it's not that like divine that divine partnership i was thinking about the ping pong table
0: yeah oh man that totally stood out to me it was yeah. a bed
1: yeah it was a bed and i i was just working on another dream and in that dream there was a tennis court and i mm. i realized Ping pong is just table tennis. It is. And um it can symbolize spiritual warfare. It can oh. symbolize spiritual warfare. Which is so interesting because it's in the marriage bed. It's in the bed. It's in wow. the place of intimacy. Wow. It's spiritual warfare. Wow. Not not what you want. You want peace. You want like Wow. You want your marriage bed to be full of intimacy and rest and and peace and um
0: and it makes me even think it's one-on-one. On one. Mm-hmm. So it's not like two-on-one.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: The kind of warfare that we would experience maybe in a marriage that is equally yoked and the Lord is on. Like there might there might be opposition coming out, but you're a unit. Yep. And so two sends a thousand to flight, right? Or one sends a thousand, two sends ten thousand to flight. Mm-hmm. So two in that instance is we're warring together against, but this is warring against one another.
1: That's true. Yeah, on other sides of the net.
0: On the other sides of the net. Oh, my God. I knew that was significant, but you just nailed it. Um, The wiping of your neck.
1: Neck is very
0: vulnerable. Yep. It holds the head up. Yep. Yep. And uh, you think of the jugular, right? It's this oh, main artery that gets right into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And I think of life when I think of bloodstream. Yeah. And I even think of generational lines. Mm. Which so often some of our generational, what we've inherited generationally in the negative way, mm-hmm. can predispose us to be going after the wrong relationships too. I mean, It's not just that, but that can also have a play on it. It's interesting that she was wanting to inject you now.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, the fact that she ran after me. Like, I I didn't want to be in the baby factory, and I, I was trying to run away. I was trying to run away from her injecting me. Wow. Yeah.
0: What do you think – who does she represent?
1: What I was just thinking is I think it was a woman that was in the office mm. that was, like, checking us in. hmm And it's almost like – Payment or mm. like that holding t- accountability or mm. like that. I mean, I think of her as like the demonic. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: definitely for like sure.
1: Um, you're not getting out of here without a cost.
0: Mm. And it was an internal cost. Mm-hmm. True. Interesting. Okay, let's let that simmer because yeah, there's more there. Good.
2: I feel like there is.
0: I think so too. Lazy Susan, man, that yeah. one stuck right out to me. And have you looked up Susan yet? I'm
2: not doing it right yep. now. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> this says that Susan means it's Hebrew, and it means graceful lily and hmm. purity. The scriptures, Proverbs four eighteen, but the path of the righteous is like the light of the dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. So this is a lazy purity. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> And it's cluttered. And what do lazy Susans do? They go around in cycles. Yeah. Circles, circles. Oh, shoot. Dang, that's a word. Yeah. Lazy wow. purity. I don't even want to add anything to that. I'm just going to let that drop. <laughs> wow. Where was the lazy Susan?
1: So it was when I. I ran away down something oh no it was the the something the down that looked like a gigantic lazy season I think it was supposed to be like stairs like Mm. out of there Mm. but it looked like a lazy season Mm.
0: so you try and leave but it keeps you in the cycle of lazy purity
1: Mm -hmm. and that is where she finally caught me after much running
0: whoa man this dream is blowing my mind right now (laughs) Okay, I have, like, three different directions I want to go in my brain. Before we get to the freeway, the dudes with the cologne. I mean, it seems like it kind of interprets itself. But did you have anything else? Uh. I mean, it was kind of that, like, I'm going here to smell good. I'm, like, putting it on. When when you first read it, I heard cover-up in my head with the oh. cologne. Oh, interesting. Like, it was... Like there was even, I wonder if that even speaks to that k- same kind of seductive spirit.
1: I think so. This isn't actually
0: what I smell like, but so I'm hiding who I really am.
1: So good. I think I probably looked up cologne because in my notes. Oh I yeah. Have intent to draw someone to <laughs> them. <laughs> nailed it.
0: Yep, yeah, you did. I nailed it, but you nailed it. I mean, that is definitely what it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: And we have already said this, but. There's a spirit behind this. <laughs> there are Absolutely. many spirits behind this. That's why the draw is powerful.
1: Man, I'm just thinking, like I have this picture of magnets, right? Because that spirit's very magnetic. Yep. And if your magnet is not faced in the right direction and is not active <laughs> in being against, yes, or you're even attached to something else, right? Like mm. the ward, right? Like it can be Preach, easy bro. to be to be Preach. stationary. And be drawn to that magnetic force.
0: And I mean, I have felt that myself. That, like, need to cling mm-hmm. to the Lord in this. Because that temptation and pull is so strong at times, especially when you've been waiting. So, the freeway to me, I had a sense. Do you have one? Mm-hmm. I, I think somewhere, and maybe it was in one of my dreams, I had free, there were a lot of freeways. And we mm-hmm. interpreted it in, my, in our group as choices. And that's what you were doing in that very moment as you were deciding what to do. It's true. So there was a freeway in front of you. There was a choice in front of you. Mm. Even after this stuff went inside of you.
1: That's true.
0: Mm-hmm. There's still a choice. So I think it's safe to say, even though you have really personal experience with this, that you were probably embodying something intercessory mm-hmm. or... You were embodying those who are in this situation in the dream,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and here you're starting with this baby, which is the promise, and it's not time for it to wake up yet. Mm-hmm. But there's a alarm. There's this alarm going off mm-hmm. that's telling you it's time to go. It's time to wake the baby up, mm-hmm. and you're like, eh, I don't think I'm buying that. Mm-hmm. But then someone comes not in. Let other people. Oh, sorry. That's yeah. What no. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: Please, yeah. Not let other people wake it up either. Not let other people stir me and tell me just like what you were saying, like, "Hey, you should go after this. You should go, you know, wake this desire oh, up man. right now." It's so I real. I mean, it's so biblical, right? Like, "Do not awaken love when it is not time." Song of Solomon I did not quote that right. <laughs> no, yes.
0: Until it so desires, I think it just depends on the translation. That song of Solomon, by the way. Do you know the exact mm-hmm. address?
1: I will find it. Yeah,
0: we're gonna find that. Wow.
1: Okay. Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires.
0: I charge you, daughters and sons of Zion, do not awaken love until it so desires. Because it will desire and it will wake. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that it can be tricky when we talk about desire too, because it's easy to have feelings and desires towards other people that Absolutely. maybe aren't the person that God is wanting to align us with. So it's a it's a discernment piece and a staying super close to the Lord to recognize when it's desire that is, has been awoken by God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, just going back to the Lord over exactly. and over and over exactly. again. Exactly. Like is, this, is this it? Is this it? Yeah. Not like, I'm feeling not this. going forward because it can be so easy to be swept around, along like a current going forward uh yeah absolutely getting that okay from the lord getting that yes getting that seal of approval
0: yep Mm -hmm. and maybe we already said this and like while there's these desires you know that might be carrying us along paying attention to the other heart movements or the other gut movements paying Mm -hmm. attention to when there's flags in the midst of that sometimes we Oftentimes, we don't want to look at all the other things. Mm -hmm. We just like the desires to rule the show. Mm -hmm. But there are checks and there are flags. And also times when God actually says no and Mm -hmm. we step over it. I was in a relationship in my late 20s that I thought I was going to marry this guy. I knew in my heart of hearts that he wasn't the one, but he was the best that I had had at that point. And there were two or three different times, I think it was three, where I heard borderline audible voice of God say don't let good be enemy of the best Wow. I didn't want to hear it and I wasn't as familiar with God's voice then so it was easier for me to be like oh that was probably just oh I don't really and I just put it under the rug mm-hmm. until he in his jealousy his beautiful jealousy God in his beautiful jealousy shut that sucker down mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way that ended up being really painful That's, because yeah. it Ended so abruptly, and I felt so hurt and rejected by this person. But it was the hand of God.
1: Mm-hmm. And how often do we like get hurt and, and like offended by God too? And <laughs> so true. Like how did, how could you not take care of me? How did right. you let this happen? Right,
0: right, mm-hmm. exactly. And I really honestly felt that way for a period of time of just like, oh God, this happened, and and why did it happen? And don't you want me to be married? And blah blah blah. And and Just years after that, a few years after that, it was just made so clear. God brought me back into that. and was like, I saved you. So kind. And I look back at that relationship, and I'm like, what was I thinking? But I was just in that space. I I didn't have the breakthrough in knowing my identity to the degree that I do now or what I was really worth Mm -hmm. or what God was really capable of or what he really wanted for me. But he wants the best. Is there anything else you want to say or add?
1: I wanted to look up syringe real fast. Well, let's look up because syringe. I know, like, even if that was injected in me, I know that, my like, God has a different plan. Yeah, syringe speaks to either spiritual life or death, depending on the contents.
0: Mm-hmm. And this case is definitely death. Yeah, spiritual, spiritual death. death.
1: <laughs> of course it does, because when you are unequally yoked, <laughs> what goes you fall asleep you fall asleep you're not able to operate in your giftings or callings
0: yep your true your true identity goes to sleep
2: mhm man
0: what do you feel is the application now that you have the interpretation of this dream
1: application for me or for yeah for you
0: or for yeah for others whatever you feel
1: I mean I think I in the past I've often had like I said women that will come up to me and they'll talk to me about their dreams for getting married and I see that longing and that like it's so hard to wait and I get it it's so hard um but I think that this is i always felt the thing about the garden i always knew that mm. but i i feel like this just gives it a whole new language
2: mm-hmm.
1: that like actually of course when we follow god when we when we are obedient and we surrender to him like of course he's gonna give us good gifts mm. he always gives his children good gifts yes. like you cannot go wrong by by following the Lord, being yielded to the Lord, not taking things into your own hands, but but allowing his hands to actually give you yep. the good gifts. Yep. And um, yeah, so it's just, it's such a beautiful contrast. Well, I don't know if I'd use the word beautiful, but it's a stark contrast to the hands of God giving um, us men or women these gifts, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be marriage. It could be anything. Exactly. It could be that ministry. Exactly. It could be. Um. I mean, really, it's that it house. Could be so yes, yeah, <sighs> so broad. But when we take, we we reach out and we take that thing that God has told us no. We we know it's on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and we take it for ourselves. Like there are consequences, and and we often do not know the cost mm-hmm. until after we've picked it, until after we pick it from the tree. They don't tell you those things.
0: And what happened with Adam and Eve after they ate that apple? What did they experience?
1: Yeah, shame, nakedness, separation from God.
0: Spiritual death.
1: Oh, yes, that's it's true too.
0: syringe.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Good.
0: As you were talking, I just felt like I wanted to read James 1, which is every good and perfect gift. Mm-hmm comes down from above, from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. We want his good and perfect gifts and that will, that will require yielding and that will require a cost to a degree, but in the same way Jesus for the joy set before him, Endured the hardship that he endured. He calls us into that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But for the joy set before us. He has made us more than conquerors to endure with him. And I would say even just in my own experience, the way I know myself now differently than I did 13 years ago, the way that I love myself. The way that I set boundaries, the way that I don't settle, the way that I know who I am and what I'm called to, and the time of getting to know Jesus as husband, which I know you mm-hmm. understand, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 invaluable. You can't put a price on that. You can't put a price on that. You certainly can't find a better husband. <laughs> that is true. He always takes out the trash. Mm, I love it. <laughs> okay. Yes, he, he sure does. He always takes out the trash. He takes out my trash. Mm, Thank God. Too. Yours too.
1: Yep. I have to say I something just became really clear to me as we were talking and that is this contrast mm. between with God the cost is always up front. Mm. He's not mm. shady about the cost. Mm. He's very mm. truthful, very honest. Mm-hmm. But there's, the cost is unto a reward. And yep. with this other scenario, with us choosing to partner with the flesh, the reward comes first <laughs> and then the cost.
0: Just like the fruit. Mm-hmm. It looked good. Mm-hmm. It tasted good. For a second.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then <laughs> big consequences. Yeah. And even just on that, consequences consequences that affected generations.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is what happens in marriages. We have children and we affect their lives too. And And Christ has already paid the price for this. So this is the good news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyone in a situation right now that you're feeling so frustrated or convicted or the Lord is you feel like it's too far gone. It's not the blood of Jesus can break any chain, can cleanse any bloodline. And even in this dream with you and the syringe and the stuff going in your, in your bloodstream, blood of Jesus Mm -hmm. can take care of that. It's enough. And as his kid coming and being grafted in again, He treats us like his own flesh and blood. And so your blood has already been purified. And he's continuing that process of internal purification in all of us, in every situation. But even speaking to those that you represent in the dream, there's still a choice and there's still a Mm -hmm. cleansing of what went inside you. It's not not duped forever. It's not just in you and can't ever get out. The blood of Jesus is powerful enough for that. And he makes us a part of his bloodline. When we... Put every part of our life to abide in Him. Man, I feel like we just preached today. Whew.
1: That was um, a lot more than I was. Excited. I knew, I knew it was prophetic, <laughs> but I, I've been trying. When did I have this again? So it's like four,
0: two, twenty-two.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is I was adding up the wor- the numbers. Four is flesh. Six also incomplete.
0: And together is ten. Which is God's perfect alignment. Because huh. I think that he's bringing a uh uh-huh. Heather, I just, I mean, you can tell because you're sitting next to me. <laughs> but I'm just stunned about what came out of that dream. And I feel so encouraged. And I always feel encouraged when we're together and we talk dreams and revelation. God always moves so powerfully. But I just want to thank you so much for actually coming and getting vulnerable. I mean, just coming and speaking on a microphone was vulnerable for you, yes, <laughs> not <does>. to mention <laughs> sharing a dream, which is also vulnerable, but then sharing your heart and your wisdom is vulnerable too. I just, you are a, a really strong prophetic voice that is going to break chains and is going to bring peace. And you mother and you, you mother and nurture in such a beautiful way. And I mean that in the way of covering and gentleness And fierce protection at the same time. And Mm -hmm. I'm so looking forward to having you on again at some point. I think we just opened a can of worms (laughs) is what I think happened. (laughs) More to come. Um, But would you just pray? Mm -hmm. Would you just pray for us and for the listeners and anybody who who needs it? I feel like we really just need to seal that off Mm -hmm. because that was really profound and holy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, actually, all day today I was thinking of um, of the Welsh revival, actually, hmm. and I d- I didn't have a revelation for this dream, but um, I just kept thinking about Evan Roberts' prayer, "Bend me." Mm-hmm. He just kept saying, "Bend me" over and over, and they were they were waiting for the Holy Spirit. They wanted the Holy Spirit. They wanted more of God. And what happened is like this this prayer movement. Hmm. And this man that was just so hungry that he didn't care what the cost was. He just wanted more of God. And so he would just pray, bend me, God, bend me, bend me. And I think of just the humility Mm -hmm. that that means. It's like, humble me because you are worth being humbled. You're worth the cost of being humbled. You're worth anything. You're worth my pride. You're worth my um, embarrassment, whatever it is like you are worth it and God came in such power that it transformed the entire country and there was this purity movement that went through the whole entire country and bars were closed down and like it it just it transformed the entire land and so, um, yeah, I now I know I was thinking about that. And I'm just going to agree. Ooh. God, would you bend us? God, yes, would Lord. you bend your church? Would you bend your bride? God, you are the groom and we are the bride. And God, we want to be kept pure for you, God. And we give you all of our dreams. We give you all of our pride. We give you all the places that we think that we could do a better job than you. And God, I thank you that you will always give us the best. And so, God, we're a bride that waits for the best. We're a God, a bride that that will keep our oil burning, and that will keep our oil. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep not just. Um, mm. uh, Yeah, I just see, I see jugs and jugs and jugs of oil that we are prepared because we are looking for the bridegroom. (laughs) We are waiting for the bridegroom. We will not be swayed left or right. We are looking in the eyes of the bridegroom because he is coming. Yeah, so God, I just thank you. I thank you for the humility for the season that you are releasing to your bride we love you we choose you we say you are worth every sacrifice amen